Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to talking with today's guest, but I do want to do a little disclaimer. We're going to touch on some kind of adult subjects. Um, and so, you know, be prepared for the fact that this, this could get a little sensitive for, for some folks, but it's part of why we really, really, really need to talk with this guest who is an absolutely phenomenal entrepreneur. So please join me in welcoming Christina Vitaliano to our program today. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Deb. How are you? Oh, I'm doing hunky-dory. Let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Christina Vitaliano is an author, entrepreneur, and the founder of the successful family entertainment concept, Monster Mini Golf. Having spent decades working on her memoir, Christina hopes to share her story and touch the hearts of readers with her account of childhood abuse, empowering survivors to reclaim their lives and learn to thrive despite their trauma. Through her family entertainment business, her passion is to provide affordable fun, entertainment that the whole family can enjoy, and she spent years growing Monster Mini Golf into a multi-million dollar company with 30 locations across the U.S. and Canada. Christina currently resides in Las Vegas, which is kind of a fitting place if you're going to start a place called Monster Mini Golf, with her wonderful and very supportive husband, Patrick. So again, Christina, welcome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Great. Well, I always like to ask my guests how they got to where they are today. And, you know, and, and, and before we do that, I want to say just a little bit, you know, I read your book. We're going to obviously talk about that. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is a lifetime movie. Um, right. <laughs> and, and it's, it, there were just so many aspects of your life that many people would have not survived. Let's just be honest about that. Um, you know, and not only have you survived, you truly have thrived. So give us a little bit more story about how it is to where you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, well, I mean, you kind of summed my childhood up a bit, which is fine. I'm going to leave it at that for now. Um, when I got done writing my memoir, which is over 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it occurred to me, and I quickly learned, you, you should have a book professionally edited before you uh, even mm-hmm. attempt to have yeah. it published. You know, little things like that. Um, so back then, self-publishing wasn't as easy or as you know, kind of in your face as it is now. So I thought to myself, well, I don't have $5,000. My husband and I do not come from money. Mm-hmm. Um, I had left my career when I got married to my husband, so I wouldn't be the workaholic that mm-hmm. I was. And uh, I, we, I said, well, I have to publish. I want to publish this book. I'd say I have to. I want to publish my book, but we don't have money to do so. So I said, what if I come up with an idea or a business where I can work, and it can be me and a friend, mm-hmm. and then that money will help me raise the $5,000 to edit the book. And, um, and we could, you know, that would be my, my contribution to, you know, what we're doing as far as money goes anyway. So, um, so I came up with an idea to put mini golf indoors 
And we were on um, a ride home from New York City one weekend. And uh, I said to my husband, I think I know what I want to do. And he said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I want to do mini golf indoors. Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying, why? Now we lived in Northeast Connecticut, New England. Right. Yeah. So he said, why would anybody want to do mini golf indoors? He said, because we live in Northeast Connecticut. Well, (laughs) and I said, because I want to work all year round. I don't want to work three months a year. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you think anybody would go? And I said, well, I've been thinking about it. What if I take all of my background that I've done so far? So I worked in a nightclub business. I worked in retail management, all that stuff. And I use that to do mini golf inside. So, um, and we, at the time, his business was concert production. So he provided equipment to venues and things like that. He's the sound guy. Yeah, the sound guy. So he stored all of his equipment in this old mill, like this kind of really old mill in, in Northeast Connecticut. So we had extra space in there. I said, what if I build it in the mill? And he said, that place is, is, is a disaster. Right. I said, well, from the nightclub business, I learned that if you paint everything black and you turn on some <laughs> black lights, uh-huh. whatever you paint is what shows up. So you can right. kind of wing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he said, all right. I said, and he said, how are you going to build a mini golf course? And I said, I don't know. Um, so monsters came to be, uh, for two reasons. One, I thought they were appropriate for, it was kind of like, it ties in, mm-hmm. um, but also because I could literally make a monster. So right. monsters are whatever come out of your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were going to have a train themed one. I could not make trains. I'm not, right. I don't have the money. So, um, and then. The reason that I came up with mini golf was back then I went online and I searched what are the most profitable small businesses to own. And mm-hmm. oddly enough, mini golf was in on the top 10 list. So oh, I looked yeah. at all of the things that were listed and I don't even remember the other ones right now, okay. but that was the only one that I said, I think I can do I this. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this one. So it was really, I kind of MacGyvered it, you know, it was kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this. I have some background in this. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I went out and got a part-time job at a, like this little tiny bar, a friend of mine who I'm so, so thankful for her. She owned this little bar, a hippie bar. I am not hippie by any means. I'm like the exact <laughs> opposite. So I was working in this hippie bar, attendant bar, and whatever money I made, I would buy some supplies to build the golf course. Huh. So it took about six months to build this indoor black light monster themed mini golf. And we opened it. Um, we opened monster mini golf on Memorial day weekend of 2004. Ah. So if you live in New England or anywhere else, usually uh, Memorial Day weekend means go outside. Do not right. go inside. Yes, yes. You, you've had it with winter. Go outside. <laughs> all the, all the, but hey, that's when it was ready. Mm-hmm. So we opened um, and we did OK. You know, we did pretty good. By the end of that summer, um, we had had a couple of articles written. The Providence Journal with Providence, Rhode Island, oh. was the mm-hmm. biggest city near closest to us, had done a nice article on us. Um, my background, some marketing background as well. So um, I remember in the middle of August being at the monster mini golf. And it was me and a friend that were working and the place was mobbed because it was a rainy Sunday afternoon. So people are looking for things to do indoors. Mm -hmm. My husband was out on block Island in the rain doing a concert and he had Mm -hmm. left at like four in the morning to get Mm -hmm. there. Um, So it was three in the afternoon. He called and say, Hey, how's it going? And and it was me and a friend. It's so busy. I can't even talk to you. I have no Mm -hmm. idea what we're going to do and how we're going to handle this. And he said, well, what do you have? What do you mean busy? He said, what do you have? I said, I don't know. We have like $3,000. Now in back then in that world, that's a lot of That's a lot of cash. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of cash. And I remember him saying, you have $3,000 and you're indoors doing mini golf on a Sunday. I'm out here. I've been 
ups since 4 a.m. It's yeah. raining. Probably well, got struck home. by lightning several yeah. times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get home at 2 a.m. He said, and and you're going to make more money than I did today. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was, you know, so we started to think, ah, we got something here. Mm-hmm. But I remember being behind the counter and looking up into that crowd and it's all the adults with their children, but I could hear the adults talking to each other saying, Hey, this place is a gold mine. Hey, this place mm-hmm. is a gold mine. Mm-hmm. And I get scared. Mm. because at that point, yeah, it could be successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they probably have more money than I do. And boom, there it goes. My idea is gone. So when he came home, I said, we have to do something. And he said, well, what are we going to do? I said, well, we either have to open another venue in the city or I think we can franchise it. He said, what do you mean franchise it? I said, I don't know, but that's what McDonald's did. And that's what worked for my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was my knowledge of franchising. So um, we thought about opening a second venue and then realized we, we weren't prepared to open a second venue in the city. Um, honestly, back then didn't have the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot involved in building right. um, and probably didn't have the money to build another one. Mm-hmm. But to me, um, what I realized was so important in our concept. And to this day is, is that when, when people walk into our venue, Mm-hmm. The adults with their children. Usually, if you walk into a family entertainment center, behind the counter are a bunch of kids, just sixteen-year-old right. kids. That's uh-huh. just kind of the way it is. Um, in our business, it was me and my friend, and we were both almost forty years old. You know, <laughs> so you would see the adults come in, they'd look around, and they'd almost go, "Oh, this is." It's have, not going to yell at me, and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I have people I can converse with. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel okay with my kids, and there was a sense of security that they mm-hmm. felt okay, and mm-hmm. therefore they had fun too. Mm-hmm. So I learned that that was something that wasn't an accidental kind of thing. And I said, if we open a second venue, I don't know if I can pull that off there right. successfully. Right. So boom, I went online, and I tell people I altavisted it because Google didn't exist back right. then. Mm-hmm. And I said, how do I franchise my business? Mm-hmm. And three results came up, three <laughs> back then. <laughs> so I called all three places. Two of them basically hung up on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last place said, what do you mean you have mini golf indoors? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I explained it. And he said, we want to talk to you, but uh-huh. you got to come up to Chicago mm-hmm. and you got to learn about what it takes to franchise your business. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. Um, so I said to my husband, hey, can we go to Chicago? Let's go to Chicago. <laughs> and he was like, okay, whatever. So I remember that's the day that I thought, holy cow, my life has changed. So mm-hmm. we got off the plane and the man that we had been dealing with, I don't even remember his name now, said, there'll be somebody there to pick you up. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So we are, even to this day, if you look at Patrick and myself, you have no idea what we do for a living. We're casual, mm-hmm. we wear jeans, yeah. we're yeah. look mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get off the plane. We go outside, we're in jeans, same thing. And mm-hmm. there's a man in a black suit and a little sign saying, you know, Christina. Mm-hmm. And he's driving a black Mercedes sedan. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my husband. I said, we're in over our head. This is, yeah. this is oh my scary. gosh. <laughs> yeah, <we're scared. laughs> mm-hmm. So we spent the day touring. This building must have been 12, 13 stories mm-hmm. high, all at one company. And as we toured each floor, we learned either about the financing of franchising, the oh, legal okay. aspect of okay. franchising, um, how to determine whether your business is franchisable, mm-hmm. um, the marketing. So, And every time we went up a floor, we gained an executive. Mm-hmm. So it was Patrick, myself, and one person. So we get mm-hmm. to the top floor, and it's Patrick and You've myself. You've got a parade. <laughs> and a whole bunch of suits. I'm like, okay, this is getting kind of weird. Uh-huh. So we get to the top floor, and there's this big conference table there, and we all sit down. 
And they say, what do you think? I said, well, this is fantastic. You actually will teach us how to franchise our business. Um, first, you'll determine whether we can, because it has to be a certain amount of profit to share mm-hmm. with everybody else. Um, and then, you know, I think that's a great idea. And they said, good. Well, all you need is $130,000. Oh, and I was like, Ouch. oh, exactly. I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. We don't have that. We don't come from that. It's just not That's part happen. of why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he said, well, y- you can't not franchise. I said, well, I know, but you still need the money. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. So he said, hang on. Mm-hmm. He left the room and he came back with this little man who had like a lot of energy and he mm-hmm. had our entire website in his hand. And back then, even though it doesn't sound like a long ago in 2004, a lot of businesses didn't like ours didn't have websites. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We did. I had learned how to do it myself. Mm-hmm. It was you know a lot of background mm-hmm. on that, but but I just learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took the website and he had all the pages in his hand and he just flung them across the conference table. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's a little loony. Yeah. And he said. He said, look. He said, I don't care what you do. You're not leaving here today unless you franchise your business. And I was like, oh great, here comes a sales <laughs> tactic. Oh no, we're being held hostage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, we grant about 90 to 100 franchises um, a year. Mm-hmm. He said, 90% of them are either the restaurant business or the service industry. Right. Which makes sense. About it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. He said, your business is not either of those, mm-hmm. but you've actually taken something that's been a proven concept. He said, mini golf has been around for almost 100 right. years. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just gave it a 21st century twist. Mm-hmm. And I went, yeah, we did pretty much. You know, yeah. Um, he said, so I, I just want to do this. He said, I want you to be part of our team. I want to franchise this business. Again, back to square one. We don't have mm-hmm. the money, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he said, what if I loan it to you? And we were like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, it's going to take about nine or 10 months to become legal to franchise because that mm-hmm. we're regulated by the FTC and mm-hmm. you got to go mm-hmm. through a lot. And, okay. He said, during that time, you and Patrick talked about amongst yourselves and see what you can come up with that's affordable for you a month for a payment. So yeah. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You tell me what you can afford. Mm-hmm. Then when you get, when you become legal to sell, mm-hmm. your franchise fee will probably be about 30 grand. He said, every time you sell a franchise, I'm going to take $10,000 because mm-hmm. you need the rest to actually use and open the right. store. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. Said, and then that's how you will pay me back once you're legal. Mm-hmm. So I remember sitting there looking at my husband who was Look at me like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, what have we done? <laughs> Why, what mm-hmm. are we doing? This is all insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then we thought we don't have anything to lose. True. You know, we, we don't have any children. We this was not a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so we said, okay. Mm-hmm. And on the flight home that day, our, our lives changed. Um, mm-hmm. I will note that it was at 29.8% interest, the loan. Oy. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, credit you know, card rates. Mm-hmm. Here, it's insane, insane, right? So on the way home from um, from that visit, we chatted about all that, kind of caught our brains up a little bit and mm-hmm. said, well, Pat- Patrick said, what if I sell my business mm-hmm. and we put that into the company and I come work with you because obviously this is going to be a little bit more than we had anticipated. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that, that's kind of a, a big a big thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, if you're going to do that, then why don't we just sell everything that we own and then we'll move into our golf course. And we did that. So we spent the next nine months living mm-hmm. on the floor of our office in, the, in that old mill with our dog. <laughs> uh-huh. It was disgusting. We we're on like a futon mattress. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we we built a shower in the ladies' room. I was going to say, we're just, <laughs> you had a bathroom, but yeah, the horrible, shower would be that. Horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time we became legal to sell the franchises, uh, we sold our franchise on day two. Mm-hmm. 
And we handed that man $10,000 and that was the last $10,000 we owed him. So that's how we got to franchising. That was a long story. I'm sorry. Oh no. I mean, this, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that was back in 2005, 2006, probably. Um, And now we have, you know, 30 plus locations across the country and it's a different world. Yeah. Right. And we were chatting in the, in the pre-show, there's one not far from me, so I'm going to have to go find it, Um, you know, and, and so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, what I love about your story is, you know, a a lot of times when we go to start a business, you know, we're, it's, it's been something we've been in, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and, and we start kind of spot, you went from, you know, zero to a (laughs) hundred miles an hour, just, you know, right away. And, you know, and, and I think though, a big part of what made you successful was obviously your past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, it's funny. I always ask people for, for, you know, some, some notes and things like that. And what I got was that you're scrappy. No, yeah. you're way beyond yeah. scrappy. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and you also learned, you know, that you have to depend on yourself, yeah. um, you know, and, and because, you know, they're not always going to get help from, from somebody else. And, you know, and, and, and I just love this story because it really, it really is a lifetime movie, right? Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it goes to show that, you know, if, if you, it, what is it? If you can dream it, you can become it. Yeah. Um, you know, you didn't, those, those fears that you had, you just kind of went, eh? <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I think that's, you know, so many times we let those little fears talk us out of doing whatever it is. Um, you know, or, or family who means well, you know, all of these things. And so we don't do it. And you just kind of went, okay, we're going to go live in a golf course. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting when I was reading your book, uh, it was, it was a fascinating book and, and, you know, uh, uh, it really was one where I got, it, it, I kept reading. I mean, you know, it was yeah, have you. to see what goes on, have to see what goes on, have to see what happens. Clearly I knew you were successful um, in the, in the end. Um, but it, um, it, it really was a, a book that, that captured my attention and it's called every nine minutes. Yeah. So tell us about the first, tell us the, why the title. Uh, the title is because, oh, sorry. Um, every nine minutes, there is in the USA, there's a case of child abuse reported. Mm-hmm. And I stress reported. Reported. Because yes. I think the majority of us never report. I didn't report it, never report right. it. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's an insane statistic. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wanted it, that just to be in your face in hopes that you know, people will start talking about this. Um, it's uh, today we live in a, a time where everything is in your face. Everybody speaks up about everything. Especially this generation will call right. out something wrong mm-hmm. in a second. Right. Not even this. when it's not right. Even when it's not even, oh my gosh, yeah, that's their whole, their whole life is calling everybody out. Um, but not this subject. Right. And it's weird. So of all the things that we speak up about, this one is still taboo and, and don't talk about it. Um, and, and of course the opposite is, is what should be true. Um, yeah. you know, and, and you talk in the book about the fact that when you were four, mm-hmm. four years old, your stepfather started sexually abusing you. Yes. And I mean, that just for, for the vast majority of people, we can't even get our heads around that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it is so far outside our realm of what we can even comprehend 
that it's it's it really is. It's like oh my gosh, um, you know. And and uh, as I said, you know, your book was was fascinating. I mean, you talk about the fact that there were times where you could have spoken out, yeah. but you wanted to protect your mom. Um, you know, she, you know, there's, it, it wasn't just the sexual abuse by your stepfather. It was abuse by your mother. Um, you know, there was, was obviously emotional abuse. Um, and I mean, just, just all sorts of things. And, you know, it was, the, the book is chronological. I like that. I thought that was kind of a cool idea to say, okay, this year, this happened this year, this happened. (laughs) Um, and, you know, and, and at one point your stepbrother got involved. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. you know, was, was just incredible. And, you know, and, and then, you know, you, you, you mentioned that you worked for a nightclub, you know, you are, I've done 730 some programs and I think you are my very first guest who has worked <laughs> in, let's be honest, the adult <laughs> entertainment industry. Oh my God. That was insane. Yeah. I know. And, you know, before everybody goes giggle, 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 you were not one of those girls. No, <laughs> you know? no I see. You, were, you were management, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so, but, you know, it's also one of those areas where sometimes that's what people have to do in order to survive, um, yeah. you know, and, and so, um, you know, but as you said, you learned very valuable mm-hmm. business skills from that, which is kind of, kind of very. weird to think about. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it just, I, I think it, you know, let's, 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 you, know, you you talk about you know you you wrote the book i mean i'm sure part of it was cathartic you know you finally were able to get your story out there yeah. but talk more about this um because like i said for for most of us we can't grasp it i mean you know we we might know you know especially as women we might know someone who was sexually assaulted mm-hmm. but certainly not a 4 year old um yeah. you know and 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 it wasn't just for i mean it was it was yeah, you know, yeah. until yeah. you left home yeah. Yeah, yeah. um you know and and so you know how first of all how did you even get the courage to continue on um you know most people I, like i said would have just curled up and died i don't uh, yeah it, uh, people a lot of people ask that now especially with all the podcasts um i think because when you're 4 years old there is such an innocence about you Mm-hmm. And you're four. So, I mean, you don't know right. a lot. Right. So your only goal in life, I think, and me as a four-year-old, is to please your parents. Yes. You don't want to do anything wrong. And he was a new stepdad. Yeah. And so and you my, really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom wasn't happy prior to being married to him. So this was, you don't want to make your parents upset. So I think at that young of an age, that was that, you know, and then as you get older, and one of the reasons that I did write it chronologically, and one of the reasons that I, that I wrote the book about really, I mean, my whole life, actually, it took a lot, I sat on that book for a long time before I published it. But um, because a lot of people will write about the situation and what happened, and that obviously should never happen to anybody, but they write about um, you know, either I was raped or, or, or I was abused and you write about the actual incidences right. that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I obviously you have to cover that as well, though, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but, mm-hmm. um, but to me, it was about the effect of someone over a long period of time and how that affects you differently throughout your life. Right. Because what, what was happening to me at four and what was important to me at four was, Hey, don't make mom and dad upset. Right. By the time you get to be 11, 12, different world, mm-hmm. you know, that you're starting to notice that there's other people, there's boys out there mm-hmm. and your father doesn't react the same way he did when you were four and five. Now he's mad because you have friends. 
Right. Um, uh-huh. So every time you kind of jump in life and you mature a little bit, it affects you differently. Mm-hmm. So that was important to me to share all the mistakes I've made along. <laughs> and, and as you get older, you always realize, oh, five years ago, that was not cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes time, you know, and, and you say, hey, you you take chances now. To me, I survived that. Um, I'm still alive. So if I could get through that and still be alive, that's why I don't care. And right. I don't yeah. Care. Yeah. I, I mean, that's anything now. That's Nothing the, was as that bad is, as that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly you know? can't imagine anything worse. No. So, yeah. So you survive that. Yeah. Start your own business, franchising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, that's good and bad. That's a double edged sword, you know, because my husband thinks I'm insane sometimes. Right. He's like, okay, chill. chill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's like, what are we doing today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and spending those years managing an adult entertainment center was priceless to me because I had women around me who were majority of them just like me. Right. And I saw so many consequences of what happens to somebody and how their life turns out. And to me to see it live in your face, I was like, I don't want to be like that. I can't be like that. Um, and it, and it hurt just to watch, you know, people who didn't make it in life. You know, it's, it's a tough yeah, and, one. and you're right. A lot of those women oh. had something that traumatized them, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was once or, you know, multiple, multiple yeah. times. And, you know, and, and I mean, just again, the fact that they were able to, to keep going mm-hmm. and, and say, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, this, this might not be the best job in the world, but I'm able Good to job. eat, um, yeah. you know, and, and I, yeah, we get back to the, the whole lifetime movie thing. I mean, you know, there are those movies that, you know, she's, she's that on the side, but putting herself through school yeah. on the other yeah, side, yeah, eh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's more, you know, okay. We were able to buy the better box of macaroni today exactly. as opposed to, you know, Hey, we're paying the, the school bills off, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it, I, I there it, it's one of those, I mean, so many, so many things in the system failed you, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's broken. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, and, and maybe that is one of the things now with, uh, you know, the, the openness of, mm-hmm. of things, um, you know, I know like anytime I go to an airport, right. Remember those things, we get to go to them every once in a while. Um, yeah. you know, it talks about human trafficking and again, that's out of my realm of, of things, yeah. you know, and, and, but now we notice and we think that doesn't look right. And more importantly, I need to do something about it. You know, and, and I think a lot of people have now finally realized it is easier to apologize and say, oh, my gosh, I am so yeah. sorry, than to always think, what if? You yeah. know, what if I should mm-hmm. have said there's something not right in that situation? Yeah. And there's, there's, I think there's so many um, women and men, because this happens on both sides, right. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. will never be able to talk about it. And that's okay. Right. But for those of us who have decided, I think I'm going to talk about this, I think we have a responsibility to those people who can't. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. And, and by you talking about it, it does show it's okay to talk about it. Um, yeah. You know, and, 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 and like you said, you know, you, the, the way you, you approach it in the book is not the graphic detail of, of what happened. Yeah. Um, and, but we don't need to know that. I mean, you know, that's just not. You can we, kind of we, figure it we out. We just don't need to know that. You know, we just, you know, yeah, yeah. we, we got the general idea yeah. that this was not a good thing. Um, 
And, but, you know, there are some obviously that need to really go into detail for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, because you're able to talk about it and show that you are so successful, yeah. I think that's, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, it, again, there, you know, there's the catch 22 with that, you know, there are so many who aren't successful, but mm-hmm. it's, it's all of these various things. And it is mainly about getting that conversation going so that people can come out of it and be successful. Yeah. And I, and I, and it, I don't know, like you said, there's a lot of people who aren't successful or you start comparing yourself to others who are, um, I think the bottom line is, and everybody said, Hey, you're a survivor. I said, well, yeah, sure. I'm breathing. I'm walking and I'm doing that. I mean, if you're, you know, if, if you're alive, you're a survivor. You're right, just not dead. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be just not dead. So I think it's a balance you have to do in your head because you never, you know, you never heal from it. It's never gone. Cause I, honestly, and I don't know if I can swear or not, but that's a bunch of bullshit. When somebody says you can heal mm-hmm. from it, it's always going not to from be that, mm-hmm. not from that. So I think you learn to just not let it own you. So it's mm-hmm. constantly there. And as you get older, you get smarter, you get wiser and you say, Oh, well, that's something that it wants me to do or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it a different way. And that's what takes time. And that's the education within yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just don't let it overcome you. Just don't let it own you, but it's always there. And I, and I just don't want people to say, um, or you hear it a lot. It's healed. I'm healed. Mm-hmm. But everybody that's listening is saying, I'm never going to heal. Right. And they're mm-hmm. right. You don't ever heal. Um, you just learn to not let it own you, you know? And, and it's kind of like, you know, you, that scab grows over yeah. top of it. Yeah. And you pick at it and you pick at it. <laughs> and, and if you keep picking at it, it really does just keep bleeding. You yeah. know, what you want is for it to scar over. Mm-hmm. So there is that scar. I mean, you yes. know, it, it doesn't go away. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I've in the, in the last six years, I've had over 20 surgical procedures. I got a lot of scars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but, you know, when people have set, and I mean, these, these are not small scars. I mean, they're, you know, 10, 12 inches long. These are, you know, these yeah, are not pretty things, but if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be alive. Right. And, you know, and, and I think it's, it's that too. I mean, you know, you learned as that small child, you know, this is his problem. You know, yeah. you certainly did not do anything in any way to encourage it. Um, you know, and, and no, not, we hear things like that all the time, especially yeah. sometimes from the moms. Well, you yep. know, you flirted yeah. now, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and, but it, it, it was, I mean, it was just something that, you know, you you healed, yeah. You know, to to the degree that it's it's no, there, but it's you know, you. Yeah, 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 yep. And it's just so many people would just can't ever talk about it. It's just inside for so many reasons, mm-hmm. you know. And that's okay. I mean, you know, you don't have to get to the point where you have to talk about it. You just within yourself, don't let it, you know, overcome you. You know, right? You know, and and for some people. It, it, it takes a lot. It takes outside help. Yeah. You know, it takes therapists. Yeah. It might take medication. I mean, you know, all sorts of things. Um, but it, 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 what I like is how in some ways you really did use it as a positive. I mean, you know, we Absolutely. mentioned the fact yeah, that you know, yeah. it's, it's monster golf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in the book, you talk about your stepfather as being the monster. Mm-hmm. The monster was coming. The monster was coming. The monster was there. And now it's, it, you've got a twist on the monsters. And, and I yeah. love that. 
He hit one of his things as, um, and I don't know how much about it. I really covered it in the book because there's only so much you can kind of mm-hmm. deal with or put in somebody's mm-hmm. hands, you know. Right. But he didn't want me to be successful. He mm-hmm. his he wanted his top son to be his top son. Right. Um, so for me, that was my only goal. <laughs> Is be that that was the way I kind of wanted, wanted to show that way. sob. Yeah, there right? was no other way mm-hmm. to win, you know. Um, so so it's a weird thing that that was the outcome of something that bad is, well, I, I, I became who I, I am. Show them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I became a workaholic for a very long time. I'm, I'm finally in my mid to late fifties, finally learning how not to do that. But mm-hmm. you know, it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think maybe that's the other thing that a lot of people don't always realize is whatever it is, it's not instantaneous. You know, it, it no. takes a while. Um, you know, and, and, and then there are setbacks, um, you know, yeah, I'm guessing there are times where you, you're a puddle of tears, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, but it's same thing with me. I tell people, yeah, I have pity parties. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not human if you don't have a pity party, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you also pick yourself up and you go on, you know, yeah. and, and so, you know, that's, that's just the thing. And, um, you know, and, and, and again, I love that, you know, you, you took that monster concept and kind of, it, it kind of was, you know, sticking it, sticking it to yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> we made yeah. happy monsters. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, that's that maybe that is it is, you know, there are, there are positives. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, but, but yeah, it's, it, it, it did make you obviously who you are, um, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you know, it's, it, it and and I think part of it too is it made you realize that you had to work hard for what you were going to do. Yeah. You know, it wasn't going to happen right away. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and your goals actually, you know, we talked about the fact that you went from, you know, zero to a hundred, but in, in a lot of ways you didn't, um, right, right. you know, you, you thought, okay, we need $5,000 to do this. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're going to do. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it just, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the attitude that you have that it's, I can do anything, I think is what is, is so impressive and incredible. Thank you. Not always the smartest thing, but (laughs) you know, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, we are going to make mistakes. I don't care what it is. Um, you know, you, you could, like you said, I mean, you could have done hearts and butterflies, outdoor golf. And mm-hmm. that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> no, no, I've been terrible at it. You know, I always say whenever I, I and I've done a lot of, uh, my husband says crazy things or I'll start, you know, hey, I want to do this project. I want to do this. Um, the risk factor to me, and that is from being a child, you know, I'm going through my life because that was so much worse. I, I don't think about it, which isn't always right. But, um, but I always say to myself, if what I want to do doesn't work out, what's the worst that my life is going to be? Right. So we don't have children. So that, that has a lot. Right. A yeah, you weren't risking their financial yeah. future, things yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I always say, if I end up working at Walmart or a fast food thing, making minimum wage, am I okay with that? And can I survive? And if those two answers are yes, then I'm going to take that chance because that's the worst that can happen. So I answered that question first. Mm-hmm. And if I can't live with whatever that worst is, then I start thinking a little bit clearly, mm-hmm. um, more clear. And right. I, you know, you just do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and it is uh, it, it is thinking. Okay, you know, what is the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 I think you know, I, I talk with a lot of business owners who, you know, they they do get in over their head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that 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 we always say is, you know, this is this, you know, it, 
if you're starting a business, you know, especially if you have a family, running up a bunch of credit card debt, you know, mortgaging your house, you know, maybe now's not the time to be starting that business. Yeah. 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 If if your if your biggest thing is losing your house and you have a you know a house full of children, mm-hmm. probably not a good idea, right. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But um, you know, is are the answers or can you find, can you get to that point in other ways? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And yeah. I think in a lot of cases, I don't know what it is about humans, is if they're building whatever, if you're building a hardware store and that's what you want to do with the rest of your life. Um, for some reason, they're going to listen to all their neighbors and all their relatives mm-hmm. who have never owned a hardware store right. or yeah. anything like mm-hmm. that in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that is sometimes what clouds everything up and either sends you in the wrong direction or makes you not take that chance at all because right. they're afraid to take chances. They've never taken chances. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important to say, who am I getting the advice from mm-hmm. for whatever subject I am talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, right. it, it's... Uh, I don't know. That's I've learned that through franchising. Yeah. You know, and 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 a lot of times when they're saying, oh, you shouldn't do that, mm-hmm. they're doing it out of love, care, oh, yeah. concern. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. it is jealousy, sometimes yeah. it is, you know, other things like that. Or both, yeah. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I remember, you know, when I was was, you know, a little girl <laughs> and and I was told, oh, you know, girls don't do math. Right. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> Well, then there's something wrong because I do math, Um, you know, and and, I mean, just all of those things or, you know, little girls shouldn't start a business. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm at the end of the baby boomer generation. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was almost part of the little girls don't go to to college generation. Or if we did, we got our MRS degree. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) and I had friends that did that. I mean, I have I have one friend that is still married to the guy she married when, when she was 18 years old. Actually, I have several oh. friends that did that. Wow. Bless them. I yeah, know. Wow. I mean, isn't that Good just them, incredible? Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, others who've been divorced multiple times, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and but yeah, it's those little voices, you know, they're, they're really hard to say, hey, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. When I, was, I remember being in, um, in high school. This is completely off the subject, but um, as a, I remember as a, as a woman or a young girl being in high school and one of my best friends, dads passed away unexpectedly, had a heart attack mm-hmm. and watching that family, a big family, like seven or eight kids. Um, I remember her coming to school one day saying, my mom is a mess. She doesn't even know how to write a check. She doesn't know where our bills are. She knows nothing. And I don't know why that hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I never want to be that person. Mm-hmm. So it, it just like these little things that you put in your head and say, okay, make sure you always know how to take care of yourself. Make sure you always know how to pay your own bills and things mm-hmm. like that. But that's a very important thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. You know, and it's things that, you know, we just, just happened to us. I mean, you know, when, when I initially got sick, I got plunked in the hospital in ICU and was very seriously ill for, for a while. Well, I had been the person who paid the bills. You know, and my husband's like, I don't know the passwords to do the online. I don't even know where she keeps the checkbook. Um, you know, and, and I wasn't coherent enough to tell him even, okay, here's yeah. the password to get into my computer, you know, things like that. And and so that's one of those things that I think, you know, we just all need to to know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's you know, I'm 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 on social media a lot, a lot of time, you know, spend a lot of time on Facebook and things like that. And yeah, and one of the things that they say is, you know, have a backup for your account. 
in case something happens. And yeah. you know, and, and I think we all kind of need those backups to to know, okay, here's yeah. how we do it. But it's it's not giving away any of your independence by doing that. And I think that's the, you know, sometimes yeah. that's the tricky part. Yep. And we kind of, you can just get you kind of get in a zone too. And it doesn't occur to you that holy cow, I don't I if I'm if I'm not doing this today, who is? Mm-hmm. And that's that took me a long time to realize with a position when you create a company mm-hmm. and then you franchise it. And now I've got people below us, you know, Patrick. Mm-hmm. It that first seven to ten years was horrible, horrible, horrible learning experience mm-hmm. because you have to learn, I mean, you have to make a million mistakes, but you eventually learn, okay, you have to delegate mm-hmm. a lot of this and you have right. to be able to it's a double-edged sword. You got to be there when everybody needs you and not be there when they right. don't need you. <laughs> you know? and, and of course, a franchise is tricky in that oh, because, yeah. you know, you do have uh, the, the the procedures, the policies, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things that they have to follow. Yeah. But you also want them to be independent and be making yeah. decisions on it. It's kind of like raising kids, right? I, I call franchising. Um, we have, I think, 20-something franchisees. We have 30-something locations, so a lot of them have more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, I call franchising being a perpetual parent of a teenager. Right. Mm-hmm. They're always a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to take chances. They know everything in the world. They don't want to listen to you. And you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But when something goes wrong, knock, 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 they're going to call mm-hmm. you immediately, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. That's that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, a lot of our franchisees now, because we've been around almost 20 years, Mm-hmm. been with us for more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have young adults. It's so cool. I and mean, you're so proud of them because they'll do Especially something. Especially those that have multiple locations. Oh, That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We'll do something. And I'll say, Hey, remember when you would never do that? And they mm-hmm. laugh because we can laugh about it now. You know, like, Oh my God, now I'm telling all the new people mm-hmm. don't do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you handle COVID? Because you're in multiple locations, obviously mm-hmm. multiple states that shut down, open, shut down, open, yeah. <laughs> you know, all of those things. Yeah. And clearly your business was, you know, was able to continue. How did you handle some of those challenges? Um, I would say, and I, boy, talk about um, us being who we are paying off. We're very, we're very outside the box franchise company. Um, when this happened, the first thing we did was get on zoom calls with all of our franchisees because it's, it was scary to us because everything shut down. Like literally all of our locations. Right. Oh yeah. Shut down. yeah. We were told it's, and especially yeah. a business like yours. I mean, yeah. it really was, you shut those doors. Yeah. And we didn't know. And at first you think, oh, you'd be open in a few weeks and then holy cow, this, this is welcome to our life. Now. Yeah, it's going to be months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time on zoom calls with, they were our children. So where are you at? with your rent, who are your landlords? And, and there was so much time spent with them and making sure that everybody was okay, that in the long run, we, we stopped our royalties. We, Pat and I just said, nope, don't pay us this. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is about us getting back on our feet. Mm-hmm. We can survive for a while. Mm-hmm. So we sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed them that we cared about right. them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, staying in communication so that when we opened back up, honestly, we're closing this year with the best year we've ever had. Uh, we opened back up in 2020 slowly. Marietta, first one to open Georgia. <laughs> I know. I know. Georgia was like masks. <laughs> like what? COVID? Who cares? <laughs> Texas? Who cares? Florida? Um, but, um, but procedures in place. 
you know, important because so then we had to teach them that, of course, you're more important than, you know, than we are, but your guests are more important than right. who you mm-hmm. are and whatever it is you believe, because mm-hmm. this, this has been a political disaster. Mm-hmm. So um, I there is no time in, in the entire time of franchising than I have been more proud of our franchisees for listening to each other, listening to us, um, just being who they are. And they pulled it off, man. They really did. And it, and it paid off for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I love and it. who'd have thunk that mini golf of all things mm-hmm. would, would be a great thing to do in a pandemic. You know, right. it made sense to everybody because you could actually go on. We, we built an online system, make mm-hmm. a tea time. Yeah. You spread everybody out. They get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it made sense. We can go and start on hole one. You're not going to start anybody else, you know, for 10, for 10 minutes. And, to, you know, so the, it, everybody was spaced out. Mm-hmm. It really did make sense. I mean, it was natural social distancing, right? You know, you got on top of each other anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody could play whether you're four years old or 104. So mm-hmm. it worked. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons we created it is because everybody could play and it was affordable. It was less expensive than the movies. So right. all the reasons that I created Monster Mini Golf almost 20 years ago were the majority of why we did okay through this, you know, and who, right. I mean, that was not planned in a million years. Oh, no, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. you know, even two years ago, who would have thought? Oh, yeah. God. And we, we've been so, I was so, and I am to this day, very adamant about we are like the sweet spot in family entertainment. You, if you walk into a monster mini golf, they're 10 to 13, 14,000 square feet, opposed to the giant FEC centers that have jump houses and trampolines right. and race cars and all that kind of stuff. That's like those people, 40, 50,000 square foot, not paying rent for a couple of months. No, that's, no. that's tough to catch up to. And then even coming back from this. So, um, it, you know, a lot of reasons we are who we are. Right. Yeah. Well, and the fact that, you know, it, it's in 20 years, you've had 30, you know, so this wasn't, let's, let's add 10 a month. Um, no, clearly you had no. a, a growth strategy that was pretty conservative. Yeah, we have, we are very, very outside the box for franchising. We've grown um, organically in the 20 years. So I want to say that we've never had an aggressive outside franchise marketing um, team or anything. I, I, we've tried brokers a few times, terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because I believed, and I learned the hard way that that first, you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to be a good franchisor because I don't care who you are, what you've done. Mm-hmm. If you created a business as an entrepreneur, and then you've decided to franchise it, mm-hmm. you do not have franchisor experience. There right. is no way. And, yeah. you, and you could go to school for it. And that's a bunch mm-hmm. of crap because you have to learn it. Yeah, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's terrible. You know? So the fact that this pandemic, pandemic happened when we were, you know, 15 years mm-hmm. into this is if that happened when we were three or four years in five, oh, you I wouldn't mean, have survived. No. And people are wondering why did all these places not come back? I could tell you a million reasons why they yeah. didn't, you know, mm-hmm. they're just new. They just, it just, it just happens, you know? Right. Well, yeah. and as you said, you were very strategic about it. Um, very, you know, and, and, and I'm sure it did make it very complicated that you were in multiple States you know, because yeah. yeah, like Georgia, everything opened right back up, you know, yeah. other states shoot there's, you know, they haven't shut down things again, but we're going back in some places oh, yeah. to mandatory masks, all of those yeah. various things. And, you know, and, and, and you're dealing with, as you said, four years old to 104. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got such a range in there, but 
I, you know, I love that you said, you know, you always kept the, the, the golfers, mm-hmm. they were the ultimate, you know, what was, yes. was their safety? Um, yes. you know, what did you need to do for them? Yeah. Uh, we, we lost all of our birthday parties. Birthday parties are just starting to come back. And in oh. some instances we go through the, you know, you, you want to have a birthday party, but somebody has been exposed to COVID that you've invited. And it's nothing to do with us, you know, mm-hmm. and they get right. canceled. So mm-hmm. you have to teach your franchisees that the core concept of our business is monster mini golf. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's okay. It's okay. You might not get birthday parties back for years. Who knows? But, but let's teach us, you know, teach them how we don't need them. Doesn't mean we don't want them, mm-hmm. but, but you got to survive without stuff. Sometimes learn mm-hmm. to adapt. Right. Yeah. No, and, and I think that's, you know, when we have looked at the companies that have been successful through the pandemic, it really is those who adapted. Um, yeah. Restaurants would be probably one of the, the best oh, examples yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, you know, because here in Georgia, I mean, they still were, were pretty limited on, on restaurants for a while. And I remember there's one up the way from us who, um, you know, it's a, a, a fairly large, it's, it's um, there's five different types of restaurants that are owned by the same organization. Yeah. Um and, you know, and, and they're all, you know, fairly good size, but I mean, it was cram as many people in as you possibly could. Yeah. Well, then you couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. And I remember being dumbfounded when they put in a drive through I'm like, how smart is that? But yeah. they also had to take their 50 page menu, right? It's your typical Mexican yeah. restaurant that's got 50 yeah. page menu and boil it down to like 20 items. Yeah. Because they, you know, you couldn't give all those options and and still in any way be able to mm-hmm. do anything, and and they've kept it, you know, down to to those. Yeah. Now, you know, obviously, eat in. You can you're going to have a little bit more, um, but but yeah, those those that did that clearly, those that allowed takeout, um, yeah. you know, were the the ones yes. that that you know were were the yep. you know you had to do that, um, yeah, you know, and and uh, but you know, it's it has been a challenge, and it, yeah. it's going to continue to be a challenge. I mean, that's going to be the the tricky thing. Yeah. I think in a lot of cases, um, if you sit down with different types of businesses and you say, hey, where are you at today from where you were before this pandemic? A lot of them are saying, oddly enough, we're more profitable because mm-hmm. you had to be. You right. actually had you to took your 50 out. page menu and made yes. it into 20 items. Yes. Mm-hmm. Life changed overnight mm-hmm. and you've learned so much more. So you had a choice to make your business better mm-hmm. and more and tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other businesses who took advantage of this and mm-hmm. scale down everything right. and don't offer anything anymore. And mm-hmm. they're wondering why they lost and they're right. blaming it on the mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's been very educational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it, it really has been, and, and, you know, I look at it from like the technology perspective, um, yeah. you know, that I was using zoom before this happened, but now it's like, oh my gosh, I <laughs> twice I've, I've had zoom consultants on as my guests, you know, to help with the background and, and all of those various things, you know, and, and, um, you know, and I still get a kick every once in a while, you know, I'll be on a zoom and I'm like, what is that behind them? Oh, Oh, it's the unmade bed. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, nah, it's time to, to spiff those things up. You know, at least get a you know a soji screen or, or yeah. something like that. Um, I interviewed somebody on the podcast uh, not not long ago, and it was really funny because he was clearly at his kitchen table. Okay, you know, not everybody has room for yeah. an, a, a home office, so he's at his yeah. kitchen table. And in the middle of the interview, his teenage ish son wanders through, makes his lunch 
wanders back. Oh, yeah, on a call like this? <laughs> and I, I really wanted to say, what is he having? <laughs> but we just kept right on going, um, you know, and, and the dogs wander through, the cats wander through. I mean, we're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, but I think, yeah, it's, it's made us, you know, as you said, we had to adapt. We went, oh, yeah. okay. You know, I tell people, I can't shut my cats out. Because now they never come in. It's the funniest thing. They never come in when I'm doing this. Um, but if I were to shut my door, I would have an hour of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, we just, and, and I think that's probably the theme of this whole program is you have to adapt. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you take the situation that you're given, yep. you get through it, you learn from it. You know, and 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 you go on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, business, especially if you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, it's not black and white. No, <laughs> it's a whole lot of gray. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of gray. Yeah, it's an art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And you know, and and it is. It's it's hard because, especially when you start your own business, you know, we all think, oh my gosh. I have, I'm perfect. You know, I've got the greatest idea yeah. in the world. Um, yours really was fairly unique. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's funny. We, you know, I tell people there's no unique uh, things out there. Yours really was pretty unique. Um, but, you know, and, and then when we're told, well, you know, everybody else sells pet rocks too. You're like, oh, yeah, bummer. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's just, you know, and, and I, part of it too, I think is it can get overwhelming. You know, if you, Absolutely. I don't even know if I go into Amazon and type business book, oh yeah, it, it probably can't count that high. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, it is definitely something that, um, you know, I, I think you're a great example of this. You learned as you went along, yeah. um, you know, like you said, I love the fact that you learned the, the painting aspect of have it dark yeah. Uh, because dark covers up a lot of yes. flaws. I mean, you know, if it's dark yeah. in there, you're not seeing things. Um, and and you put the 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 day glow paint on the things yeah. you want people to see. Yep. Yeah. I, I tell people I pretty much MacGyvered it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got this, this, and this. What am I gonna make with it? And that's yeah. pretty much how it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you get better at what you do, but it's okay to start scrappy, mm-hmm. you know. It's there's nothing wrong with that, especially in entrepreneur world. If you if you're creating something, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and you know, it's we can't expect it to be handed to us. It'd be nice if it was, but oh, even in say a franchise, I mean, you yeah. know, you you you're not doing a business in a box for people. Yeah. You know, they still have to to do a lot of work they themselves. They do. We only get it. We get we get a very very small percentage. They get to keep the rest. So it, mm-hmm. it we really are relying. Um, on them a lot, but it's, yeah, it's teamwork too, but yes, they have to be able to hold their own. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Christina, we've only got a couple minutes left. See, this is why I set a timer when we start these things <laughs> because we could just keep going forever. Right. Um, and so, you know, hold up your book. Um, we, we do. And, and folks, I encourage you to, to read the book. It's called Every Nine Minutes. Um, I love it when we, you know, Zoom kind of makes things a little bit difficult, yeah, right? But, but it is called Every Nine Minutes um, and it is available on Amazon. I encourage everyone to read it. I don't care, you know, where you are, what you are in life. It is a very good book to read for a variety of reasons, um, you know, and, and, but, and more importantly, you know, if you see a situation, speak out, you know, if yes. you think there is something happening, especially with a child, 
speak out. Um, you know, you can apologize later if you were wrong, but don't spend the rest of the time thinking what if, um, yeah. you know, and, and so, but, but yeah, I mean, it really was, it was, it was, a, a, it, the, the subject was dark, but I was reading it at one o'clock last night because I was going to make sure I got it done. I mean, it was just, you know, it, it truly was, you know, I couldn't put it down. Um, you know, and, and, um, and like I said, I mean, I knew you, you got through, you were successful. And so, you know, but, but still it was like, you know, I, I have to keep seeing, you know, what it was. So, so I do encourage everyone to, to do that. Um, how do they, how do people reach you? First of all, are you looking for anybody to franchise, you know, to, to have, or always? Well, what is that I, am process? A, I am a business person. So mm-hmm. sure. We're always expanding. So that's easy. If you jump on monsterminigolf.com. Um, you can click on the franchise thing. You can contact me directly there. I'm very, very approachable. You could really ask me anything, anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the same um, handle. It's one, two, three, Christina V, like Victoriano. Mm-hmm. So if you look that up, um, you will find me at my mm-hmm. website, one, two, three, Christina V. Mm-hmm. Um, really reach out to me anyways, ask anything business or otherwise. Um, and obviously every nine minutes is on Amazon. It's on my website. Um, there's a Facebook page for every nine minutes for those who just want to chat about that. Um, that's really about it. <laughs> Great. I love it. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, this, this, you know, was a, a serious subject, but, you know, we had fun with it, um, yeah. you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, and I think it does show that the human spirit really is a lot stronger than, than we think it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so, and, and I just, I'm, I'm very honored that I was able to, to speak with you today. I mean, I think this was, was a great story in many ways. Um, you. you know, not only what you survived, but oh my gosh, you know, Hey, we're going to start this franchise. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know, and, and all of these things, I mean, like one of the things that I got from, from your people was that you were an accidental millionaire. You really were. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, really, 30 really years was. ago, who would have really thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Christina, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Um, the only thing I usually will say is I got this thing in a fortune cookie about a million years ago, and it says real courage begins when the outcome is uncertain. And I believe that. I love it. Well, yep. this truly has been delightful. I love that we're doing this around the holidays because I think it's a very inspirational program. Um, and you know, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful conversation with Christina Vitaliano. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks, Deb. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.